0: For once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs, and welcome back. And Happy New Year! Today, I have a most amazing guest, Last year, one of our most popular, the most popular book club that I sponsored that you all came to was on Brave Boundaries. And today I am so excited to tell you that we have the author, the amazing superstar, Dr. Sasha Shilcott here with us today to have a conversation because it's the beginning of the year. And while we can set boundaries at any time, it's so good to think about at the beginning of the year. So I will just stop talking and say, welcome, Sasha. Thank you for
1: having me and thank you for saying my name right. You're one of the few people that do.
0: (laughs) You know, I am aware that, I mean, right. At any rate, I try really hard because (laughs) I think that's nice to honor you and people love you no matter how they pronounce your name, but yes. So Sasha, this book, Brave Boundaries, blew my mind and it has blown everyone's mind. So today we're going to just have a quick conversation about like why it's so important And let's start with why don't we have boundaries in the first place? We, women physicians and other high achievers, why is it that we just like think we need to say yes to everything?
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, I, the reason I wrote the book is because I didn't have, no one taught me this concept in all my years of schooling, your years of schooling. I highly doubt, I mean, have you ever learned a concept of boundaries in any medical class or leadership class? I hadn't. And so. No. We actually learn the opposite as women doctors. We learn that success means having no boundaries. It means saying yes to everything, being there at all hours of the night, answering every page, returning every call, returning every email, taking every extra shift. And it's because we really live in a society that and an infrastructure of medicine that was built around men. <laughs> not having babies, not raising children, not being the primary caregiver, being able to stay at the hospital until they come home and somebody has a meal ready for them. I mean, that is how the structure of medicine was created 100, 200 years ago. And we as women entered that workforce and then we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, we we actually have all these other responsibilities often that men, I mean, I'm speaking in generalities here, obviously, but men in medicine don't have. And we in order for us to actually succeed and excel in that environment we had to go above and beyond what the men were doing like we had to be like not only like will we do every single thing they're doing but we'll do more and we will just ignore all this other thing that we have at home or going on in our life and we'll do all the little citizenship tasks and all the little secretarial tasks and we'll pick up we'll be the social coordinators of the of the Christmas potluck every year on so on top of all the medical things that we're doing, we're also going to be the caregivers and the communal people that take care of everybody in our clinics and our wards and our ICUs. And so what that has developed is like, this is the trajectory of success for a woman physician. And that trajectory means having no boundaries. So having boundaries is so counterintuitive to how we were raised
0: in medicine as women. Yes, And here's what I see is that we are exhausted. And so I love, I was just like flipping through and reviewing some of your book and in the very beginning. And I think that this is so vital that we need radical life-saving boundaries, period. Yep. This is not optional, ladies. I know that we can do so much and we've been trained to do so much. And societally, we, just as you were explaining, like we've had this, societal pressure to do all the things. And many of us have had many women in our lives who appeared that they were doing it all. And so we think that that's what we need to do. And I'm just here to say, stop my foot. Enough is enough. Yes. And
1: the outcome of having no boundaries is inevitable. It happens to all of us. If we don't have boundaries, it happens to me. And I have a very strong personality. It happens to you. You have a different personality than me. It doesn't matter what your personality is. If you don't have boundaries, the outcome is inevitable. You will burn out. You will feel like you're failing at everything because you know what you are. Because if you have no boundaries, you're basically saying, I am everything to every person or every mission or every community organization or every patient, every boss, every partner, which is impossible to be. So at some point you're going to fail, like the balls are going to start dropping and you're going to feel like that's, you're going to internalize that. And you're either going to turn to change in a positive manner by getting coached from someone like you or listening to a podcast or joining a community, or you're going to turn to either negative numbing behaviors or you're going to develop severe anxiety, depression. And we all know how that the outcome of that. And so honestly, all of us get to that place. If we don't have boundaries, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO or you are a first year attending, you're going to get there if you don't
0: have boundaries. I love it. So it's not like You know, some people are super strong and they don't need boundaries. And in fact, I think that the opposite is true. The people who are so high achieving and so amazing and able to do so many things, I think that it's even more important because I think burnout is even more inevitable, or at least more quickly, right? If you're running faster, like you're going to hit that spot easier. One thing that I would have to say is that many of us think that if we start saying no, and we'll get into like how to set boundaries, that we're going to become some like narcissistic a-holes or something like that. So can you speak to that a little bit? Like why, okay, we've been indoctrinated to be this way as women, to do all the things, but like, why are we so afraid, I think, to set boundaries?
1: Yeah. Well, we're number one, you know, we're afraid to be judged and we will be judged. I mean, the ah, fact of the okay. matter is we will. So, so, you know, the first, the, the question I get when I teach my master class every year, the single biggest question I get, I get this question from everybody on in the first week is how do I set boundaries and still be liked? Or how do I set boundaries and not get backlash? And the truth is you, you can't. And when I say that, everybody just stares at me because they want me to give them some secret, you know, the magic, formula. Right. But it doesn't happen. You're going to, if you're someone who consistently says yes to everybody does, you know, if you're always responding to that nurse, even when she interrupts you or he interrupts you, when you say I'm busy, I need you to come back. They're not going to love you. Like, like when you say, I can't do this extra task that actually I don't get paid to do. Your boss isn't going to love you in that moment. Like your kids aren't going to love you. When you say you're interrupting me, I'm, I need an hour to myself or I'm not doing your laundry anymore. Like. Nobody's going to love us for those for those boundaries. But the problem is that we have associated success with being liked even in our homes. Like, oh, my kids like me, so I'm doing a good job. My partner loves me, so I must be a good, you know, ex. Like this 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 is the, it, we have to dissociate those two. Yes, the worth, you know, right? Yes. The productivity
0: yes. and the worth.
1: Yes, we have to dissociate those two things. And so it's you know, having boundaries doesn't give you a pass to be a jerk. Um, That's not what having boundaries is. Boundaries are actually really kind. You know, Brene says clear is kind. And I love that. Like boundaries just say, this is what I can do. And this is where I choose to put my energy and time. That's all it is. And this is how I want to be treated. This is how I want to be respected. Or this is how I'm going to work. I'm going to work and do the things on my job description. Like that itself is a boundary that blows people's minds. I mean, I coach women like you coach women. And so often they tell me all the things that are stressing them out. And I'm like, do you get paid for these things? And I guarantee you 90% of the things that are stressing them out, that they're that are taking their time, they don't get paid to do. I'm like, why are you doing that? Well, yeah. I've always done it. Or someone else can't do it. Or if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. So these are common things that we
0: have to actually realize like we need boundaries around. So. Awesome. And I just want to just say like, yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. And especially I just want to reiterate the point about that people might not love it. And that's okay. Because I always talk to people about like, you're going to be uncomfortable at some point, you know, when I'm helping women get their notes done, I'm like making patients wait can be uncomfortable for us because we've been socialized this way, but you're going to be uncomfortable doing your notes at 10 o'clock at night. So it's going to happen. So you can choose now or later. Same with like the disappointing others. It's like, we can either disappoint ourselves all the ding dong day or sometimes disappoint other people because we set some boundaries. And I think it's really important for people to realize that, yeah, there is some discomfort in this and it's still vital.
1: And it goes back to what you said, Michelle, about your worth. Because if I go through my day and I think my worth as a human being is how many people like me or how many people are happy with me and If I, if people are unhappy with me, then I'm not very worthy or I'm not, I'm not loved as a human being. I'm not, I don't have worth as a human being. That is a really unwell way to go through your day because you are completely dependent. Your self worth is dependent on other people being pleased with you. Instead of your self worth being rooted in, in you are a child of God, in my belief, and you are a human being who has worth that's innate has nothing yes. to do with who loves you or who likes you or who's happy with you or how many emails you answer today or how many, you know, inbox
0: you got back to pay your patients in your inbox. Like that doesn't that doesn't equal your worth, right? Yeah. No, it's innate. And you can't really do anything to be better and you can't really do anything to be worse. So, whether you get your whole to-do list done or not, it doesn't matter. But again, we have such productivity equals worth in our society mm-hmm. and I agree. Mm-hmm. Like if everyone could uncouple that a little bit, it would be such a more peaceful world that we live in. And yet it's hard, right? right? Let's admit it. Well, it can and be I, challenging. And I love, yes. And I love to use the example of you and
1: I both work in this space where we are here to help women physicians stay well, basically, right? We We have very similar missions for our company. And if I ask you to do something and you are like, you know, I can't do that. It's not like in my brain, I think. Michelle is a bad person. She can't come to this conference and give this talk. I don't like her. I am not thinking that. I actually am like, I'm so glad that she got back to me within a day and told me no so that I can go on and move on and do the next thing or find the next person. But in our brain, what we have been taught is like, oh my gosh, Sasha's asking me to do this. And if I say no, she's not going to like me. She's never going to ask me again. She's going to be mad at me. She's going to think I don't believe in her mission. We put all this narrative that's false most often around a no. And what about in the book is breaking that down, that false narrative and using the brave boundary model so that you don't attribute your worth to this other person that is tied to saying yes.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. And I'm just going to like throw it in there. We'll talk more about it. But like seriously, listeners, if you've not already got the book, you need to get it right now. There's so many ways that we can look through the book and figure out one area. Like sometimes it feels overwhelming. Like, oh, my God, I've got to read this whole book. And there's all these different areas. But I love how you broke it down, including boundaries in our home. Because, yes. you know, with our work, of course, as women physicians, there are a lot of areas where we can just even have some simple boundaries. Even like, I don't look at my emails after the workday. Like that is radical in and of itself. Yes. yes, But I love how you break it down to make it bite sized for people and very actionable. So it's just not overwhelming. So talk a little bit about that, about all these different areas of our life yeah. where, and how do we choose? So again, like, you know, if you would have talked to me like seven years ago, I'd have been like, oh my God, I need like boundaries everywhere. I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> How do you even help someone start? Yeah, no,
1: great question. Most of us tend to really focus on work as our biggest source of, of stress. And what I have learned in coaching hundreds of women is it's actually, sometimes it's work, but a lot of times it's home and, or it's, it's boundaries with ourselves like it's internal boundaries that we don't keep promises to ourselves, And then we beat ourselves up because we are not keeping these promises. So in the book, I break it down into the different sections. There's like six different sections of boundaries that you can have in your life. And most of us have one or two sections that we have really good boundaries. Like we would be like, well, we don't even need to work on that because that's like a no brainer to us. We have no problem saying no in this area or keeping this promise to this person or ourselves. But then Many of us have other areas that we just really struggle, and it often comes down to how we were raised and how we, we saw our maternal and paternal figures in our life, our role models, setting boundaries or not setting boundaries and the consequences of that. And so in the book, I break it down into small pieces and I just say, okay, pick one area, pick one thing, but let's just start with one thing and let's imagine going through this model and it's very easy. And I tell you, I do it all the time. You know, I just, I actually just did it an hour ago. I'm post-call today. So I'm not at the hospital. I worked this weekend and I'm getting texts from work and instantly my, I get angry. Okay. I get frustrated. I get mad. And then I realized like, actually, I just need to set the boundary. I'm not answering it. No one's going to die. I'm not at work. It's not like an emergency. I get to choose to set a boundary around this. I can't control other people's behavior. I mean, everyone knows not to text me when I'm post-call, but they still do it. So I get to decide whether I'm angry or not. And I just did the model. Like, what do I know to be true? Somebody texts me on my post-call day. How will setting a boundary make me feel? Actually really good just to ignore this. I literally deleted the text. I just swipe right, like delete. And I'm like, I'm going to enjoy my day and do the things I want to do today. And I'm not reading or responding to that text message because it's actually has no impact in anyone's day-to-day life. And I will deal with it tomorrow when I'm back at work.
0: So beautiful. And I love that as a live example. That's so good. And that is really why I love the book too, because you make it so, I mean, it's very sophisticated and yet simple, right? I need yes. like, what are the clear actionable steps, right? Yes. So I love that you can just say like, and I love how you ask the question in the book, where is your biggest stress point, right? If someone's really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and feeling really Mm -hmm. harried, you just bring it down very simply to like, what is the biggest stressor right now? Like if you think about your day, what is going to make you feel the most sick to your stomach? Bingo. That's where we go first to set a boundary.
1: Yes. And oftentimes for me, this was so opening when I first started learning about boundaries was that the biggest stressors in my life were because someone was not respecting a boundary that I either did not communicate with them. So they didn't know that, that it's even a boundary for me, or I was not honoring a boundary that I'd set for myself. So it almost always comes down to boundary. When I'm angry, I always ask myself like, okay, you're angry right now. Why are, why are you angry? And it's almost always someone is not respecting a boundary or I'm not respecting my own boundaries.
0: So good. And this is interesting too. And maybe you can speak to this. When I was younger, back before I really understood this work, I thought that boundaries meant that people had to behave a certain way, but then I'm like, I would still get frustrated. I'm like, but they don't behave a certain way. And then when I started learning about coaching, I'm like, oh, that's right. Because I don't get to like make other people behave a certain way. And the boundaries are for me to keep me safe and that I need to honor. Right. Even if it's like a boundary with work, like I don't need, I can get frustrated. Certainly when somebody emails me or texts me when I'm not at work and yet I don't need to magically wait for them to like not do that in order to start feeling better. And that's when my life changed like 180 degrees.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's so empowering when you realize that you know, you can set a boundary with someone. You can say, please don't text me when I'm not at work uh, about work issues. When I'm not working, I don't answer texts or emails. Right. And people are still going to do it. Like yeah. they're, they're still going to do it. And so you, your reaction can be like, I'm so angry. I have to tell them 17 more times, or you can just swipe right. Yes. Like, oh, be of like, course, of okay, course they're still what? texting me. Right, right. And you can be like, well, you know, they, I've asked them not to do this. They did it anyway. And now I'm just going to ignore it. So tomorrow, when they're like, why didn't you respond to my text? I'll be like, oh, yeah. Cause you know why I don't respond on my days off. And so it's a very simple response and it gives you the power. And yes. this is what it's so important for women. Normally, we, I would say before I did this, learned about this and really understood boundaries, I would go to work tomorrow. And I would see the person who texts me and I would feel bad. I would feel like I had done something wrong and I would be both angry and also feeling shame. And they would come up to me and say, why didn't you respond to my, did you get my text? And I would say instantly, I'm sorry, because I was buying into this whole pathology of women have to be everything for all people at all times. Right. And that's what a successful woman physician does. But now, tomorrow, if that person says something, I'm not going to say I'm sorry, because I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not paid to answer text messages on my days off. So I will say, oh, you know why. You know why. I don't answer text messages on my day off. And that puts the onus on the other person. What they do with that information is up to them. I can't control it, but I don't feel shame or anger. It's not on me. And I think this is where we have to understand that not everybody is going to understand your boundaries or get your boundaries or how, or should they, they're not their boundaries. They're yours. But if you don't know what your boundaries are, that's the first step is actually understanding like, Oh, I need a boundary with myself. Why am I constantly feeling stress, anxiety on my days off? Maybe it's because I'm engaging with work instead of taking a much needed day off where I feel recharged to go back to work. And I have patience for my, all the things, all the problems instead of being in it 24 seven and then being angry and chronically mad at everybody. Right. So like we have to take ownership of our own boundary work. And that's what the book really takes you through in bite-sized pieces.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so good. And I love that you hit on the shame and the guilt because I think so many women avoid this because like, I don't want to feel guilty. I, you know, I, I, I to women, you know, you do too, your, your whole mission is to like help women take time for you and set boundaries and things like that. But some people are like, well, no, I don't even want to do it because I just feel so guilty. It's like, okay. stop it people we don't have to, I mean, okay, great. Mm. Let's talk about the guilt. Let's talk about how we've been socialized. And like, you can feel guilty for a moment, but that doesn't need to stop you from doing the work. And when you realize like, again, we're very smart women. And for me, like when things are objective, like it just, it's like scientific, it just makes sense. So for you, are like, oh, it's just a boundary. Like, I don't need to feel shame about it. This right. is my boundary. I don't right. send text messages. And we could all agree that that seems pretty amazing. And it's not that you're not a team player. It's that, no, you've worked really hard and you need time to recharge. Like it just makes so much sense. And it's scientific and objective, which I think all of us understand. Mm-hmm. We don't need to feel guilty about that.
1: No, no. And you know, one thing I, I do want to touch on, because I know that you talk to a lot of moms who are physicians, there's so much guilt with our kids that is not healthy. <laughs> it's yeah. not actually, it doesn't make you a good mom. No, you're a good mom because you love
0: your children, period, the end.
1: Yes. And I just think I wish so much, like if I could gift every woman in physician something, it's time alone every day with yourself and get rid of the guilt. Like the no guilt, no is what I call it. And I call it that because when you say no and you don't attribute guilt to it, it gets so much easier to say no the next time there's a reason that you have a feeling in your either your heart, your head, or your gut that says no. So when someone asks you to do something or your kid asks you to do something or whatever, and your instant feeling is no, listen to it. Listen to that feeling. That feeling is actually probably either trying to protect your neurons from overstimulation or you're physically exhausted. So it's that no is telling you something or just to keep you safe, right? It's like... That no is not a guilt that you don't attribute guilt and shame to that. No, listen to yourself, trust yourself. And the people that love you are going to love you with boundaries.
0: Yes. Yes. And they might be disappointed at sometimes and yet they still love you. And that's okay. Because when we I don't think it's fair that we go through life, you know, disappointed all the time if we're saying yes to everything. And I love, I mean, I feel like I talk about this a lot. And again, I'm speaking to a cardiac anesthesiologist people. If you don't know this about <laughs> Sasha, she is amazing and brilliant, but we don't need to feel guilty about saying, no, I love that concept. And also I always talk about, come back to the heart. The heart mm. feeds herself first hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. And it so doesn't true. feel and I don't know why I make the heart a she, but I just think it's amazing. So the heart, the first, you know, coronary artery off the heart like goes to itself. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah, I just think that's a beautiful example for all of us, right? Like, mm-hmm. we need to take care of ourselves, And I learned it from you several years ago. First the way you described and this is this is similar to the boundaries in that you need time for you but you said it so beautifully how much time we need per day per week per month could you just briefly comment on that because yes. that's when i heard that it changed everything for me
1: yeah so 1 hour a day is like less than like 4% of your day right so if you think about it you need your brain actually needs time where you're awake so you're conscious but you're not, it's not working. Okay. I call that. It, would like, you call that rest? Yes. It's brain rest. Right. And the only time that you are going to get that is when you're alone, not stimulated by a device. Okay. So no blue light. Like I say, you know, everybody turn off the blue light. Like you got to just be by yourself. And if you think about that, so many women, if you ask women physicians today, do you have an hour alone every day by yourself? They're like, I don't have five minutes by myself. Right. So your brain, if you actually look at the literature, your brain, not getting that rest where you're not working, your brain is resting, but you're still awake. So it's during wake hours. Yeah. Sleep it's, doesn't count for this ladies. No, you're, you're taking off like a decade of your life. I mean, it's crazy, right? So you need that time and what happens in that magic time where you spend, you know, I get everybody at least 30 minutes in my classes. Like you've got to have 30 minutes. I want you to have an hour, but some days I get it. You can't make it happen. you got to have 30 minutes. What happens in that hour is you get clarity because your neurons actually can go all the way back to that thought or that fear or that anxiety or that fun Thought or whatever is stressing you out, or whatever's bringing you joy. And you can actually like do the whole circuit, and you can go, oh, I'm really stressed about this person, but actually I've created this whole false narrative around just saying no to them today. And I know they're going to be fine with it. I'm going to say no today. Like, or, you know, I'm really having stress about my kid doing X and I'm just going to get up and write them a little love note before they go to school today. So they know that I'm like cheering for them and that I've like connected with my child or, oh, you know, I haven't had a date with my spouse in like a month and I'm feeling disconnected and anxiety from them. So I'm going to just, whatever. These are the neuron pathways that happen when we spend time alone with ourselves. We get clarity. What happens when we're stressed and we want to decompress and we grab our phone, we start scrolling, we get more stressed, we go, go get wine or we get some unhealthy behavior or chips or something because we're just stressed. This brings more stress. It does not, Your I always say your health is not in your inbox or on your cell phone. It's not. So
0: yeah, that's that so good.
1: I really want women to do the first boundary is setting time alone with yourself every day.
0: I think that is so amazing. And again, people are going to fight it. And I'm like, you know what? We have 24 hours a day. We have 168 hours a week. I make people break it down. I'm like, tell me all the things. Some woman came back. She's like, I spend more time than I have in a day. I'm like, yeah, no, that's actually impossible. But the point is like, yeah, let's, this is going to be, I love giving my listeners challenges. Ladies find at least 30 minutes, ideally, you know, 60. I know we're the high achievers. If you want that gold star, find 60 minutes a day to do this thinking that Sasha is talking about. This can be your first boundary. And it's such a beautiful example for your family, for your colleagues. And I really want this to be a ripple effect, right? We are in a culture of medicine of go, go, go. And I feel like it's almost like this competitive thing. And we can be an example that we can be amazing physicians and amazing moms, and we take care of ourselves. Because this needs to be sustainable. I want us to be doing this and like rocking medicine for years. Yeah. Yeah. And so my listeners have heard me talk about sustainability for so long. And I think this is such a beautiful way, bringing it back to your book about boundaries to start the new year. This Mm -hmm. is the perfect time, ladies. This is the beginning of the new year. Find 30 to 60 minutes a day to take time for you. And again, this is not tick through your to-do list. This is not to answer emails. This is sacred time mm-hmm. for your brain to rest, to think, mm-hmm. to pray, to meditate. You don't there's not a specific way you need to do it, right? I know you love to do some, you know, meditation and prayer and walks. Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm very similar, but I think people can find what's right for them. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I always say
1: um find a little space in your in your home that will help you kind of kickstart this. It can be a chair, it can be a bench, it can be a little stool in the pantry With if you have a door that shuts and, uh, yeah. and you have little people to get away from. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be a big room or, or a large space. Just And you teach your kids and you teach your spouse if you have uh, if you have a partner. When I'm in this chair or bench or space, like, don't bother me. And everyone's like, oh, my kids won't, they won't do that. They'll interrupt. Kids are smart. Like, and we teach them, we teach teach them them how to treat us. Yes. And that's a boundary. And you actually want your kids to see you setting boundaries because we want to raise little people that have boundaries themselves. So when they're tired, when they're overwhelmed, when they're overstimulated, when they don't want to do something, they say, uh, I don't do that. Right. Like those are the kids we want to raise. And so when you teach them this, they, they will get it. They will be like, oh yeah, mom's in her chair. Mom's on her little stool. Mom's in this space.
0: We don't bother mom. Oh, I think that is so good. It's such a beautiful gift to yourself in the new year. And it's such a gift that's going to grow in your children. Because again, we love our kids so much, but we don't need to do so much for them. Let's be an example for them. Do you want your kids to be the harried, you know, pulling out your hair kind of situation that we sometimes find ourselves in? I mean, I get it as humans that sometimes we find that. But the more you connect with that, like rest and peace within. Mm -hmm. Then you know that when you start to get harried and frazzled, you're like, wait a minute, I need my, you know, 30 minutes of time. Yes,
1: yes, yes. And
0: it's such a beautiful gift. So I am so excited that this is the first going to be the first podcast of this new year, uh, Sasha. And I'm so grateful that you came on. You have such wisdom and you do this amazing work with women physicians. So if for some reason people are not, but before I get into like how people can find out more about you, I want to ask questions. Is there any other thing? I mean, we could probably talk for two hours about this book, but is there anything that we didn't touch on about the brave boundaries that you think would be important for listeners to hear?
1: I would say, you know, anyone can set boundaries and you can do it today. You don't have to be a specific personality type or you don't have to have your life together to set a boundary it's empowering and anyone can do it and believe in yourself you know we do such hard things as women physicians think of what we do every day setting a
0: boundary is not any more difficult than what you do every day so good because yeah i don't want people to think like well that's not for me this is for everybody if you're a human and you have a brain and you have a heart and you are you know living your life yes we need some boundaries in order to live i think the best lives this mm-hmm. is going to Absolutely. only amplify the amazingness that you already have within to set boundaries it doesn't make you less than it makes you just whole more whole i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. i think it's a very it's a spiritual practice i'd have to say and maybe mm-hmm. that doesn't resonate with some people but for me it really does to honor that i too am a spiritual being and that i can set some boundaries and it doesn't yes. make me any less worthy in fact it gives me more energy to do more yes yes so yes. good so Beyond that, you have so many, besides your books, you have Brave Boundaries. You have another book called, is it Between Grit and Grace or Uh Grit and Grace? Yes. Good job, lady. Yep.
1: Between Grit and Grace.
0: It's amazing. And I will put links to both of these in the show notes. You also have amazing opportunities to work with you. Number one, you've got the most amazing, awesome conference in the fall called Brave Enough that I'll let you speak to briefly. And then you also have masterclasses and other opportunities for people to work with you. Can you just talk a little bit about that and tell people where they can find you?
1: Yes. Well, you can find my blog. I write a Friday blog. I've just brought those back uh, every Friday at becomebravenough.com. So if you like podcasts or you like YouTube videos or things like that, all that free stuff is on my website at becomebravenough.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Become Brave Enough. And I do have a conference and retreats and a and all that stuff. And I really believe in women gathering in community. I think we learn from one another. I have learned so much from women like you and others. And I just think we should not be in this, in this realm of this medicine alone. And so I really believe in bringing women together. And so if you're into any of that, uh, check it out at become brave enough.
0: Oh my gosh, so good. I forgot about that. Last year the retreat, I went to Sasha's retreat in January and it just started my year exactly how I needed to. It started the trajectory, right? Like teaching teaching me about my enneagram, that's a whole other thing we could talk about. Uh Sasha has yes. all kinds of knowledge and it just helps you become kind of I want to say like just more in tune with yourself mm-hmm. and that like everything that you bring to the table is beautiful and wonderful and it's different from other people and that's okay. So, thank you. Yeah, you are amazing. I am so grateful you're here to share your knowledge. This book is phenomenal. And ladies, this will change your life. So you really need to go and pick it up today. It's called Brave Boundaries, Strategies to Say No, Stand Strong, and Take Control of Your Time. And again, we are so honored to have you here today. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thank you for having me. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mommadoclifecoach.com.